podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, hello Spurs fans around the world and welcome to a second Spurs show this week. This one is a special preview uh, show for Sunday's game against Chelsea, which really, I mean, we'll have, I would have thought we'll have the, the neutrals uh, chomping at the bit to have a look at this one because, uh, well, two extremely good sides, it would appear. I've got two, I've, uh, very kindly, they've agreed to come back and preview this game, my guest from earlier this week. First of all, welcome back Richard Blancheflower, son of the great Danny. Thank you. And uh, welcome back, Jane, Dame Julie Welch, chronicler of Tottenham Hotspur, guardian of our brand and our narrative. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, what a game we have in store on Sunday. From uh, I was thinking about it. What I do is, because I'm so sad, I wake up in the night and I try and get back to sleep. What I do is I read the papers, then I read a book. And then when, I, when I, my eyelids start to droop, my last stage of, is I pick the teams for the forthcoming game and this game is so exciting it has the opposite effect on me rather than me going off to sleep it wakes me right up again because one of the reasons I'm excited about this game is I don't know how many times we've won in the league at Chelsea in the last 30 years but I'm guessing it's about twice that's off the top of my head maybe once or twice in the last 30 years because even before Chelsea became this moneyed superpower they still for several years had had the old uh, voodoo sign over us and I think we go into this game with a good chance, uh, uh, you know, of going toe to toe with them. Would you? Do you see it that way, Richard? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, I, I certainly don't think we'll get get overrun in midfield. I mean, the, the our match against Chelsea at Wise Hart Lane last year was embarrassing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we we, we were shocking. Um, but uh, no, I, I, as I say, we're we're more aggressive now, uh, a lot more confident. Um, and with a stronger squad. It'll be a very interesting game to see. Plus also, Ch- Chelsea, I'm not sure that they've replaced the centre-backs they've lost very easily. Rudiger's gone now, hasn't he? And yeah. Didn't the Brazilian have a hamstring trouble? On, yes, on, so lost? he might, he yeah. might well he's knock a, Thiago. He's a, he's yeah. a good player. But, yeah, um, he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alonso might be going to Barcelona, maybe, might he? I don't yes. know. So, yeah. you know, Werner's uh, gone back to Leipzig, hasn't he? Um yeah. So yeah, there's there's sort of quite a lot of disruption there. Be be interesting to see. Yeah, that you're right. There there is disruption in their squad amongst their personnel, and also Tuchel has been quite vocal in his dissatisfaction with their transfer activity. And, and interestingly, the, the the one big a big signing they have made is that Cucurella from um, Brighton. Yeah, but most most objective observers say that was not a position they were desperate in need, desperately in need. They haven't really got a centre forward. Werner's gone. They're playing. They can the only kind of number nine they can play is a false nine. So that would either be Havertz or Sterling. Julie, I, I mean, in all those terrible years going to Stamford Bridge and getting nothing almost every single time, or you know, maybe a point. Do you feel that this might be you know the best chance we've had in a long time to get something more than that? Well, I'm sort of I'm just going on a sort of little nostalgia trip of um, the day Deli Ali did his stuff. Yeah. Um, what season was that? Um, 16, 17, was it? 
Um, I've still, I've got, I've got the photo. You know, it's, it's mm. framed. I've kept it um, yeah. of him sauntering past the crowd. Yeah. And I just remember feeling so triumphant. It was so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I'm very, very wary of being complacent about this because yeah. somehow, you know, whatever happens, they're always so damn good. Yeah. I mean, they've still got a load of extremely they've, good players. Just they've by got ver- some very good players yeah, and by a very virtue- good coach. He's a top top coach. He's he's in the same that same elite league as our as our coach, and just by virtue of the money they've spent over the years, uh, yeah, they've got great players. I mean, Raheem Sterling. They bought Raheem Sterling. I mean, he's an absolute international superstar, and it, it almost it was it was regarded as quite unremarkable. But I mean, he's a top player. I watched, I saw a bit of them at the weekend, and he looked. He looked good. He looks motivated. Mount's obviously a good player in habits. And the, although I said they didn't have a centre forward, they're not. That's not a bad forward line. And then they picked from four really good midfielders. Uh, they've got Kovacic didn't play at the week. They've got Kante. They've got Jorginho. Uh, they've got another one, but I can't remember who it is. But Mason Mount. Uh, sorry, Mason Mount. Well, Mason Mount, who can play deep or, or further forwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hudson Adoy's going off on loan oh. somewhere. Conor Gallagher, you're thinking of, are you? Conor Gallagher. I mean, no. Conor Gallagher was one of the outstanding players in yeah. the Premier League last season, and there he is back there, yeah. Yeah, you can only play, you can you can only only play 11, 11 at one time, though. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, that is true. And but, I mean, like us, they will. there's five subs. So with us and with them, this having having these riches on the bench... Will could be could well. Be. I mean, our subs uh, in the Southampton game, he only put them on late, almost just to give them a little run out, didn't he? But there was yeah. no need. There was no need to change anything. Everything was going very, very well. And the first sub, I think, came on. I think it was Perisic came on in a, about halfway through the second half, and the rest of them came on from eighty six minutes. Whereas a game like this, I wonder because this this is a different type of game. This is when the when the the big teams play each other. Obviously, it's almost like a little mini league within itself. And I'm so delighted to be able to say because this time last year we could only dream of be, being considered one of the big teams. We're certainly one of the big teams right now, and it's a whole different thing. And I, I wonder if those, you know, the, the, a total of ten substitutions could take place in this game, and they could be absolutely mm. crucial, couldn't they? I mean. Do you think he'll make? Do you think he'll he, uh, that uh, Conti might be tempted to change the starting lineup, Richard? Um, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, no, I, th- I think I think he'll he'll start with the eleven that started last Saturday, and then if he feels he needs to make any changes, he can do so in on two or three occasions during the game. But uh, no, we shall see. Julie, do you think? I mean, I, I'm interested with Perisic because Perisic's position. I wonder whether he'll start Perisic. Yeah, be, because, because of the experience. Yeah, because of the opposite. Because the one player out of all these new ones that would have expected, you assume, would have expected to start most games, would be Perisic. Having said that, apparently he's been coaching and advising Sessignon in training. Yeah. Maybe the deal, yeah, I love that. And maybe the deal is maybe Conti said, "Look, you're 33. The position you play involves a lot of physical exertion, more than any other position. You got to get up and down and up and down. We've got a really good kid here. Help me to get more out of him, and then you and he will share, effectively share the position. Maybe that's maybe that's the deal. 180k a week. 
Exactly. Plus, there's a small matter of 180k a week. I hope that's all right. Yes, okay. I will consider this job. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, I mean, he's he is a sort of granddad figure, I think, Perisic. Hmm. Yeah, um, but, uh, but of course, still useful. That, well, I think. I mean, now so many players play good players play on till their mid thirties. I mean, you in the, in the past, anybody who was playing you know, beyond the age of 30 was sort of going down and down into the sort of lower leagues because yeah. they just couldn't bear to leave football. But now, I mean, you've, well, Modric, for instance, is the classic example. A lot of the Real, Real Madrid players are um, coming up to middle age almost. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, if a guy is now sort of fit um, into his mid-30s and beyond, then there's no reason why they can't carry on. But I do think that that you're right. Um, he's kind of, he's the mentor to, to Cessignon in my mind now. Yeah. And that's a, that can only be a good thing, can't it? If he's, if he's coaching him and he may, he may well be able to, uh, help players in other positions as well. I mean, Spence, young Spence coming through. I mean, you know, as you said, uh, in our previous show, Royal, Emerson Royal is, uh, he's young, you know, and he, he, he will, he, he's getting better and better and better, and he'll he'll benefit from that sort of advice and wisdom. I would have thought it would be good to have Richarlison on the bench as well. Richard, yep. do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very very good option. Um, funnily enough, I I didn't think Son and Kane were at their absolute best last uh, Saturday, so it was even more encouraging to score four goals when that's the case. Yeah, but yeah. One do one newcomer think- I, I do expect to see fairly quickly is Basuma which I think was a terrific signing. He was very impressive for Brighton against us in two or three games last season. Yeah. Very strong. You know, the sort of player I think you need in tough away games. Yes. And he could come in... Well, again, he'll probably end up rotating. That's another physically demanding position. So he could come come in for either Hoiberg or Bentoncourt. Probably rotating for Hoiberg, I suspect. We shall see. Yeah, And then we've got Skip to come back, who is... Also, a very. I mean, again. So, you, and you want you definitely want four top players in that in the, to be able to rotate. As I said earlier, Chelsea have it. So, yeah. And so, to, so do all the top teams, you need that. Um, yeah, Richarlison. It's good to have a centre forward on the bench. It's funny what you say about Kane because I was looking at the BBC. I absolutely hate these things, and I always look at them despite myself. But you know, when they get the the punters to to give marks out of 10 for all the players and then they add them all up. And Kane, Kane got the lowest mark for Tottenham on, yeah. on Saturday, which I thought was quite funny. And then I remembered, of course, the old legend of Kane is he never scores in August. He's always a, he's always a late starter. And it seems like he's gone back. I mean, last year he didn't even bother to turn up for August. He just said, oh, should we just blow August out altogether this year? Uh, but I, I thought he looked sharp in pre-season, but it just shows you pre-season doesn't mean much. I was, but... just, I was looking back to, um, do you remember um, Son was um, dribbling the ball along the box yeah. and Kane was screaming at him to pass? And I mm. thought that's Son recreating Ricky Villiers' goal, at, at the, at the one that won the uh, 1981 FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane yeah. was right, he should have passed that. But he should have, yeah. Yeah, well, they're like they're great. They're like all the great strike partnerships. They have they have the rapport. They're incredibly effective together. They have a they have a great affection. You can tell that. But they're also very very cross when when they don't get the pass when yeah. they should when they should have done. That's for yeah, sure. You've got to be a bit greedy to be a good striker, though. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, well, I, what I do need to do, I'm afraid, I hate to burden you with this task, but I do need to ask you both to make an actual score prediction for this game. Uh, at the bridge on Sunday. 
Uh, Julie, you go first. How do you see it? How do you see it? I'm going 3-1 to the Spurs. Wow. like it. Richard? The prediction, is this what I hope for or what I think will happen? What you think will happen? Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh, well, we don't often get a, we don't ever get a prediction like that. But I'm hoping... Theo, if you start with low expectations, yeah. it's a lot it's easier called... not to be upset. I like it. It's called expectation management, isn't it? There you it? go. I like that because normally, and we've taken a lot of stick over the years for some outlandishly optimistic predictions that have gone horribly wrong. So I let's mean, hope that. That's if me. you offer me a draw now, I'd take it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'd take a draw there because we're gonna we're not gonna win every game this season. Uh, so if you think of it that way, there are certain games where you, you assuming you're not gonna win every game, you probably at the beginning of the season they say you can get a draw away at Chelsea, City, and Liverpool. You'd take them all, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Uh, even though we won at City last year, of course, yeah. uh, drew at Liverpool, but we never get anything from Chelsea as a rule. But I think Chelsea will be wary. I think there's a certain amount of discontent. They've got a little bit of injuries. They look vulnerable at the back. We don't. We look like we've got we've got very potent goal scorers against a slightly shaky defence. They look like they haven't quite got finishers against a solid defence that, that, that seems to... The great thing about our back three is they've played a lot of games together now. They feel like a solid unit, don't they? Yeah, they're not the quickest, though. No, that's true. That's true. They're not. They're not that quick. And you got Sterling and Havertz, and yeah. they're quite pacey. Yeah. So they've got to be careful about pushing up too much and leaving anything to in behind. Especially as the, of course, the um, the wingbacks push very, very far yeah. forward. I think Julie's gone to just check on her potatoes. Um, my, oh, are they okay? Uh, no, it was the it, it was the, the dog and his owner arriving. And oh, the dog was, and his owner. There was background okay. dialogue. Okay, okay. Well, my prediction: I'm going to go with one all. I'm going to go with one all, and I, I reckon we'll be slightly shaded as the better side. So we'll probably all be a little bit disgruntled, but then we'll reflect on it and say, actually, a point of the bridge isn't bad. So we've covered all bases here. We have covered all the bases. Um, but it, you know, as I say, it's a great time to be a Spurs fan. I think we're all agreed that uh, this season promises much, and. Um, Thank you so much, both of you, for coming back for this second show this week and for, to help me with this prediction and for this with this preview. I hope to see you both again soon. Uh, Richard Blanchflower, Dame Julie Welch, thank you very much. Theo Delaney signing off here saying, Yeah, you Spurs! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.